This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I am an attorney retired from the active practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, and the author of several books and the, and the producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about the law of unintended consequences as it applies to insurance. State insurance departments near the turn of the century recognize that insurance fraud is a serious crime taking multiple billions of dollars from the insurance industry and those who pay premiums to insurers. Local police and prosecutors were not concerned even after insurance fraud was made a felony by state legislatures because no one suffered physical injury or death. Insurance fraud just cost a lot of money to insurers who were perceived as extremely wealthy and more victimizers than victims. Since almost no one was being prosecuted for insurance fraud, states like California enacted statutes that required insurers to thoroughly investigate all claims, institute a special fraud investigation unit whose only purpose was to detect, investigate, gather evidence, and present the evidence to prosecutors to prosecute the crime of insurance fraud. The special investigation units did the work only to find most of their investigations ignored and their successes received little or no encouragement from the insurers and the state. Both wanted all claims settled quickly and fairly. The salespeople could not explain why their fraud perpetrator clients were being placed under oath and asked to prove their loss rather than to just receive a quick and unquestioned check. State law made all insurers doing business in the state as the only entities required by law to investigate and help in the prosecution of criminals seeking to defraud an insurer. All other persons and entities, when they are victims of a crime, report it to a police agency who investigates the crime. Reporting a crime, like robbery, to the police has no consequences to the person reporting the crime, nor does the person have any obligation past reporting the crime, since they are immune for, from suit for doing the public service of reporting a crime. Because insurers are compelled to investigate their customers, who the insurer believes have committed a fraudulent act, find, if they err, that they are charged with breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. The suits for erroneously, even in good faith, reporting an insurer to the state for fraud exposes the insurer to tort damages and punitive or exemplary damages if the state does nothing about the report and allows the insured to just move on to other crimes or to sue the insurer for refusing to pay his fraudulent claim. 
the privilege provided to protect those who report suspected crimes to police agencies is often ignored or sidestepped by the courts as the California Court of Appeal did in Framathalido versus Fire Insurance Exchange. In that case, the insurer who denied a claim for fraud and saw its insured arrested and tried for insurance fraud, proving there was at least a reasonable action on the part of the police in arresting him, was made a defendant when the insured was acquitted. Even if the insurer obtains a defense verdict, the cost of defending a bad faith lawsuit is often greater than paying the person the insurer believes had attempted to defraud it. Fire Insurance Exchange, even though it had probable cause to have Mr. Framathalido arrested, found itself defending a bad faith lawsuit and the California Supreme Court requiring it to do so, even though it was immune for filing the report, it was not immune for the way it handled the claim. Anti-fraud statutes in my home state of California, and most other states, are also victims of the law of unintended consequences. Because insurance fraud has been estimated to take from the industry anywhere from 80 to $200 billion every year, States enacted statutes requiring insurers to create special fraud investigation units, the SIU, to pursue fraud investigations that would normally be performed by the police. This in a state where a special police agency has been created, the Fraud Division of the State of California Department of Insurance, which has sworn police officers designed and assigned only to investigate insurance fraud. Statutes still require the SIU of an insurance company to do the investigation, collect the evidence, and then report findings to the state fraud investigators for prosecution. For example, California, like almost every state, has enacted an Insurance Frauds Prevention Act. One provision of that act provides, in part, quote, any company licensed to write insurance in this state that believes that a fraudulent claim is being made shall, shall, within 60 days after determination by the insurer that the claim appears to be fraudulent, send to the fraud division the information requested and any additional information relevant to the factual circumstances of the claim and the parties claiming loss or damages that the commissioner may require. Close quote. This is a mandatory statutory obligation on the part of insurers to report their belief that it appears to the insurer that a fraudulent claim is being made. Once sufficient facts are developed that support the appearance of a fraudulent claim, the insurer is obligated to report the appearance and or belief to the state and thoroughly investigate the claim to help the state in its efforts to prove that a crime occurred. 
in addition to encourage and require insurers to fulfill the requirement to report suspected fraudulent claims, and to encourage and require insurers to train and maintain effective investigation of potential fraudulent claims, the California Department of Insurance enacted a set of emergency regulations requiring all insurers who do business in the state of California to maintain or retain an SIU and a plan to defeat fraudulent insurance claims. These are the SIU regulations about which I wrote a book that's available on Amazon.com. The California SIU regulations were approved in their final form in October of 2005 and are still in effect and are still being enforced by the Department of Insurance. To encourage compliance, the California Department of Insurance audited dozens of insurers regarding the SIU regulations and found that most insurers doing business in California that were audited were in violation of some portion of the SIU regulations. Major fines, as much as $10,000 per violation, may be imposed on those insurers who refuse or fail to comply with the SIU regulations. Failure to train 100 employees can, therefore, result in a fine from $500,000 to $1 million. The potential fines were a great incentive to create at least the appearance of an effective SIU. The SIU regulations require insurers to train every claims employee in accordance with the requirements of the regulations no later than 30 days after the person is hired and annually thereafter. The intent of the SIU regulations was to make it easier for an insurer to comply with the statutes and recognize fraud when it is being attempted. Of course, in action, the regulations and the statutes really mean very little because the Department of Insurance, with 50 full-time investigators or so, receives as many as 1,500 reports of suspected fraudulent claims and therefore has insufficient people to actually investigate and set up a prosecution. And so most of the reports go uh, unresponded to by the Department of Insurance. Most just get a letter saying thank you and we'll let you know. None actually, or very few, ever result in a prosecution. However, the insurer who has conducted a thorough fraud investigation and who believes it is being defrauded may then deny a claim presented to it and face a lawsuit for breach of contract and breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing, exposing the insurer for doing what the law required them to do to all kinds of tort and contract damages, including punitive and exemplary damages. 
Though the law of unintended consequences has struck in California and all the other states that have enacted SIU regulations and SIU statutes and fraud statutes, because if they're not prosecuted with regularity, if only the big cases are taken off, if the people who commit small frauds that are just as much a felony as a big fraud are let go, there will never be a end to insurance fraud. Insurance fraud has to be treated like all other crimes. And the broken windows rule that uh, Mr. Giuliani set up in the state of New York, where you're arrested if you do a very small crime of breaking windows, because if you're not arrested, you'll go out and do a bigger crime later. This video was adapted from my book, The Law of Unintended Consequences and the Tort of Bad Faith, which is available as both a paperback and as a Kindle book from Amazon.com, and it can also be found on my website at zalma.com by clicking on the Insurance Claims Library link. If you found this video to be useful to you, please refer it to your colleagues. And if you wish to continue to receive these notice of these videos in my blog post, please subscribe to my blog. Thank you again for your attention.